Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Idols and Sock Puppets. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and it's Tuesday, January 3rd in the year 2023. This is actually a special day on this side of the world in our family. This is a special day because it is my grandfather's in memorial birthday today, which is really cool. He was an amazing man. Incredible. He was a, a true cowboy in so many ways and a man of so many talents. And the thing is, it's a reminder, too, of how far we've fallen because, frankly, he didn't have, I don't even know that he had it as high as an eighth grade education, but he read constantly was an unbelie- he was a master violinist and uh, and and uh, fiddler I should say fiddlist used to ride 80 miles in a single night just to go play with a bunch of guys in the other side of Montana on his horse by the way was a sheep rancher was an amazing shot worked in the foundry knew how how to found and forge things the list goes on in his skills and today you would define somebody of that much plurality and what they can do. Plus, he could build. He was a carpenter, did all sorts of things. That's how you survive then. Gardener, great father, great granddad. Awesome. So, you know, those sorts of things. So this is the world that we're now in where we've lost so much of those skills, but time to get it back. And that's what we're going to really have to start reflecting on as we go forward. Patriots, before we begin tonight, let's make sure we're focused in on the things that are important, like stocking up on food because these devils would like to take it away. Are you prepared if the worst suddenly happens? I'm talking about nationwide food shortages on a massive scale. Once the public panics, forget about grocery stores. They'll be stripped bare within hours. You simply won't be able to buy food anywhere at any price. That means you need a solid stockpile of emergency food. Right now, you can visit preparewithbards.com to save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. This kit is packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, enough to feed one person for three whole months. Like a fire extinguisher, you'll be glad you have this kit when you need it. Go to preparewithbards.com to get this special $200 discount. These kits are in stock and you won't pay for shipping. It's free. Your order will arrive quickly in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Don't wait another day. Time is not on our side. Go to preparewithbards.com right now. Preparewithbards.com. There's no better way to start the new year than to ensure that you are prepped. Again, go to preparewithbards.com right now. Oh, yeah. Preparewithbards.com's food has like a 20-year shelf life. It's crazy good. and you, You're going to want that right now. You know that in New York today, 
they had eggs. Someone took some pictures of the of the grocery store, and eighteen eggs were nine ninety eight. Forty eight ounces of ground lean chicken. I don't know if there's any other kind but lean chicken, but anyway, 48, 48 ounces was twenty dollars. You had a box of Cheerios was ten dollars. This is the kind of lunacy we're dealing with right now. And in the cities, it is going to get bad. So make sure that you are prepping and growing. Those are the kind of the critical things. Now, for those of you, just in terms of tonight's title, just so I clarify, Sock Puppet is a is defined as a person whose actions are controlled by another. This is obviously very important when we talk about Internet personalities because there's a lot of avatars and, and people pretending to be other people. But its its intention is to manipulate public opinion and circumvent restrictions so that they can create the idea that there's an echo chamber or other people, more people saying things. This is really the world we live in right now. Idols, people worshiping football, that's that's one for America, which we're seeing in this latest event with the football player that dropped dead yesterday. Or, I'm sorry, I guess he's supposed to be still alive. They, though he's coded twice and he's brain dead, we'll just say he's alive. <laughs> And it seems to be going really well. But, of course, the media is on a full rampage to try to tell you that you cannot ask him if he's vaxxed. Well, I will. Were you vaxxed, buddy? That's what I want to know because we all want to know that magic question. Did you take the shot? And did the shot get inside you and rip up your heart and cause you to drop dead? Or, I mean, I'm sorry, fall over in a cardiac arrest without any heart movement and breath and all that other stuff that led to you being brain dead but still alive and of course this is the other part and people are going to have mercy on this i'm not because the whole part of this is this is a reality that shook america and needs to shake america heavily because what were they doing? People are have a hard time even coming to grips with what's going on. And suddenly when their idol in football gets dropped, they immediately, they immediately start going, oh, my goodness, Fochi, what did you do? Well, good. I'm glad because it's time that we rupture the idols that we're so obsessed with. People have been so wrapped around football and other things. And, and while saying, yeah, I'm, I'm walking with Jesus, not really. Because it's more important to watch football than to do anything else. So... Question has to be, and we need to ask it all the time now. When somebody is dropping from a cardiac arrest, the number one question needs to be, did you take the shot? And that should be coming out of our lips every single time it happens. We have to know. This is something we have to press for truth on this aggressively. Now, just to kind of start with things, this economy is really taking a shake. And what happened today is really pretty bizarre. Blackstone, who's been buying up real estate all over and is now needed to be bailed out because the real estate market has been imploding. But here's the craziest part. They were bailed out by University of California. This is so odd because California, University of California invested $4 billion into the Blackstone Fund to try to backstop them from a downslide, which tells you, once again, a couple of things to pay attention to. Universities literally are becoming the new landlords and new churches. They've been buying up real estate and using that as an investment source to fund a lot of their own programs and and their investments for their salaries and things like that. So it's important to pay attention to that. 
that's a very interesting extension of power and reach. And the fact that Blackstone, which was buying up real estate aggressively, is now sliding back is a really big indication of the market. When you start to see real estate fall, we have now hit a real estate bubble. And a lot of the reason this is happening is Wall Street's been living in its mythical world. And they've become so accustomed to printing money at will and making money. That's the main focus is make money, not deal with real assets. One of the things about Blackstone that was unusual is that when Blackstone was stood up originally, and I had had a meeting up at the New York Athletic Club with some of the inner insiders back in 2012, I think it was. What their whole principle was that Blackstone was going to start running and taking over businesses rather than just investing in these ethereal things like intellectual property, which is really what the, the whole internet game is and the technology game. So what ends up happening is that Blackstone now as a asset-based fund is now we're seeing this back, this drop in the real estate market, which is a big indication of where we are as a, as a, a country, because as real estate drops, we're also seeing the shortage, the supply of money drying up all indicators right now that we're seeing to a real steep fall. But the strange thing in all of this too, is there's a suggestion that some of this isn't so random. So one of those things is that the money supply growth turns negative and that happened today. But what is important is this statement. The money supply growth turns negative for the first time in 33 years. 33, as you know, is one of the Mason's numbers. It's not random. We also There was also a picture that came out of the players standing around the fallen athlete, the, play, the, the, uh, the dude that fell over, Damer Hamlin, and it's interesting that everybody was st- kneeling in prayer except one. And the one guy that was standing, his jersey was 33. So that's something to keep your eye on. It's also they found a, a news article that was posted the day before Daimler Hamlin's incident. I guess he didn't die. But his incident the day before, which was posted for, today, for the third, but apparently it, it was written the day before, even before he even played, that he had died of a head injury. So a lot of questions as to what that event actually was. My personal suspicions are pretty high that this has something to do more with a ritual sacrifice like they do so well as we see the money supply drying up and other things. This is all kind of an orchestrated event that we're in to try to crush this economy, bring it down, and, of course, they've got something planned to roll out. And that rollout is going to be pretty significant. Now, just to give you some updates on to get a reflection of one of our most violent cities in America and how we're starting out the year, this site, which goes by the name of Hey Jackass, which is all the crimes and shootings in Chicago, Here's how we've done January to date. There have been already to date in January. We're on the third today. I just thought I'd mention that seven people shot and killed 21 people shot and wounded for a total of 28 for the month of December. There were 53 people shot and killed. There was a hundred, 191 shot and wounded and a total of 100, 244 shot 
in for that month of December. And for the preliminary totals of 2022, there were 665 people shot and killed, 2,937 shot and wounded for a total of 3,602 people that were shot. This is, this is Chicago. This is what we see. So in the, um, the number of people that shot themselves in the uh, private parts for 2022 was 42. This is leader, literal statistics. Um, the number of people that shot themselves in the butt was one, 139. And just the general people that shot themselves in the foot or other places in the body was 46. So <laughs> this is going well for Chicago. Oh, and Chicago, 1,534 carjackings for the year of 2022. So this is the, the windy city in all forms, I will tell you. It's incredible. This is how they want the cities to be, violent cesspools. And the weirdest news of the day, this happened in Gresham, Oregon. Gresham police responded to reports of a violent attack early Tuesday morning at the Cleveland T- Transit Station with investigators saying the injuries were so severe they could see the 78-year-old victim's skull. Oh, but it gets better. You see, when they, the victim described as a 78-year-old man from Hillsboro was treated and transported to the hospital with traumatic injuries. Police also had to use force in arresting the suspect, and two ambulances were called to the scene. Now, the man was apparently taking smoking marijuana, and he was also on meth and fentanyl. But the best part about this is that the sus- suspect had been chewing off the victim's ear and part of his face. Welcome to the zombie apocalypse. It has begun. And over in Ontario, the leftist group has ordered Jordan Peterson to submit to social media retraining. This is right out of 1984 Orwellian policies. And they had to do that because he retweeted conservative Pierre Polivier's and, and criticizing Justin Trudeau for being blackface. Huh, there we go. We are literally living in a world right now as it is unraveling. You're seeing some of the dumbest people we've ever imagined take stage in the political re- arena for the public to view, all by design. The general level of public uh, cognitive capability has declined radically, and it's declined so radically that we're starting to hear them believe and be pitched ridiculous narratives that they're actually buying into. One of those things is that this mystery of people magically dropping dead without reason. This is a, going to be an ongoing narrative we're going to see in 2023 without any question. Because the challenges that we are facing right now as a whole, as a, as a nation, deal a great deal with the ability to think and to think freely. Unfortunately, those that took the vax are in a pretty bad situation. I want you to listen to this piece here, a good perspective on what they've set the basis for with this injection in so many people. Those who have eyes to see and ears to hear know very well that the platform has already been created for this new God. There's a tiny compound called graphene, and this is a nanotechnology that is able to convert the body into becoming a receiver and a transmitter of information. 
So what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? It means that when this entity speaks, it will speak through you in a mode of communication that only you specifically will understand. Many will claim that they've had divine revelations and messages and visions from God. Meanwhile, it's all artificially created by this new Messiah. And this is why this will be the greatest deception of all time because we will be deceived through our very own consciousness. Stay aware. The challenge with that, or I should say the reality of that, is that that technology in principle form was created in Iraq for the use in Iraq 1. It was actually created before that under the funding of the Star Wars program in Reagan. And what that was is the, it was a subcranial transmission using microwaves that were able to project a voice into the skull. This now is much easier because they've got the graphene oxide within people's veins. It's within there, and it's and that graphene oxide has the capability of passing the blood-brain barrier, which means that now you have transmitter receivers built into your head that literally can be affected and effectuated by the transmissions from the 5G towers. So this could get pretty crazy, and I don't disagree with what he's saying that the the potential is very clear that you're going to have people claiming revelations and claiming to hear the voice of God. There's going to be a lot of this. It's going to get very noisy because the number one thing they're trying to do is to destroy faith. The, those that walk with Christ, those that walk boldly with God are the greatest threat to this entire overthrow and submission of humanity. They hate us, which is good. And they are afraid of us, which is equally good. And it's something you have to continually stay focused on. These things that they're rolling out are by design to create the craziness of the environment so that things become so blurred that you don't know truth from reality or truth from their from nonfiction. I can't even say this right tonight. Truth from fiction. I'll get it right. Truth from fiction. And so in doing, they're going to constantly create this perpetual rolling deception of everything around them. So again, be very clear on where you are. And when we talk about building that intimate relationship with, with Christ, it is essential as we move into this and staying heavy into the word because this is going to get a pretty bumpy as we go forward. If you take a look at what Elon Musk put out today or whoever is acting as Elon Musk, he made a Venn diagram, if you're familiar with those, which is the overlapping circles. On one upper left corner was 1984. On the upper right corner was the brave new world and and below was Fahrenheit 451, all dystopian visions of the future and the intersection point of all three of those circles, he writes, you are here. I would tend to agree with that. That's the kind of level of insanity that we have. Now, you also know today that they had the, um, they had the new representatives in Congress and they were all sworn in, including the first member of the Adams family from Pennsylvania that was, was Lurch himself got sworn in today. And he was sworn in by the man known as Kamala Harris, um, which is pretty interesting in itself. He's the one that had the stroke, if you recall. And I do believe it's the first time we've seen a member of the Nephilim actually to assume position in our own government. But this will be interesting as we go forward. It is truly a freak show if you're looking around at it pretty clearly. Now, the other thing that happened today was pretty important was the idea or was the new drop on Twitter. And there's a number of them, not just one, just so you know. There was the Twitter, the new thread on the Twitter files 
how Twitter let the intelligence community in. There was also another drop by the same author, Matt Tabby, Tabby, that was Twitter and the FBI belly button. Now, it's really important to go through those to understand the magnitude of infiltration that our own government had on the social media platform. Surprisingly, what we discover is Twitter actually tried to push back on the government, but it was it had a limited ability to do that considering the nature and the, of what was going on with the pressure from the different agencies. One of those agencies, which we're now learning about, which I actually had not heard of until today, was GEC, which was essentially the State Department's wannabe version of the NSA or the Defense Intelligence Agency. GEC stands for Global Engagement Center. This was stood up by Hillary Clinton under Barack Obama. This agency was working with the FBI. The FBI was advocating for it, and they were getting themselves involved in Facebook, Google, Twitter to suspend accounts and to block certain searches. At, at a certain point, these agencies had pushed so hard that they had wanted to suspend over 250,000 accounts based on activities which they felt were threatening to their power, which is all it came down to. One of the criterion, for example, was that they had accounts being suspended because they had two account, two follows. They followed two different agencies in China. That was enough to get them flagged. More, most importantly as well was anything that mentioned Q or QAnon was immediately targeted for suspension. So you, that's no surprise. We knew that very well. But all of this was in, in wrapped around the Russia narrative, Russia, Russia, Russia. And that is where they have built this narrative extensively. I think we're beginning to understand the greater depth of why that Russia narrative was so important to them. And that centers around what Russia is, is starting to reveal to the world, which is the bioweapons labs that are throughout Ukraine. They are also in Taiwan. They are also in other parts of the world. These bioweapons labs, which we have talked about extensively in the past, are now being shown to the world for the horrors in which they are. There are, initial, there are even discussions coming out from Ukraine, still yet to be fully confirmed, but reports increasing in momentum and magnitude that these there were facilities over there that were doing cloning to grow body parts for the elites. This would be on on or in alignment with what the Chinese are doing with the Uyghurs in setting up organ transplants where you will be able to fly into China for or you could fly into China. They take your blood type, your genetic profile. They would match it to a profile in their prison system where the Uyghurs were, or Fulong Gong, one of the two, and then they would then pull that person in for immediate organ extraction, cut them open, use little to no anesthetic, and then send that, that organ part directly into the hospital, which was, say, Beijing or wherever they were. So the person got a freshly harvested organ from an innocent individual, and they could pay a lot of money and feel good. So there, that is that's one of those things right now that is going to be a continued reveal as we go forward, and something that ha is going to be part of the bigger narrative as we look at this world. I really think that as we push forward in twenty twenty three, and we're only in day three of this, 
And we're already seeing a tremendous increase in momentum of information that's spilling over. It's going to be increasingly difficult to avoid the truth that's before people. One of those events, again, was last night at the football game. Regardless of what that event was, whether it was a ritual sacrifice or whether it was actually a vax, the the symptoms or effect of what happened was replicant of over 100 athletes that dropped dead in Europe. All of them had been vaxxed. And it's been documented again and again that those that have been taking the vax have been having these cardiac issues. So there's good reason to be highly suspicious that it was a vax, and there's an absolute necessity, as I said earlier, that we start demanding and asking if a person has been vaxxed if they drop dead suddenly of a cardiac arrest or some other heart problem, even of a blood clot or aneurysm. It needs to be asked. This is uncomfortable, but put it. let me put it in terms like this. It apparently is not okay to ask somebody if they took a vax, if they had a stroke or they had a heart attack or they die of some blood clot, but it is necessary to ask somebody if you have been vaxxed, if you go into a bar, if you go into a restaurant, if you go into some sort, some corporate agencies, and if you're going to travel across the world, so I look at it as equals fair play, fair play. If you if you're going to drop dead or get highly victimized by some sort of trauma in your body, like blood clots, heart attack, we need to ask if you've had a vax. It's a fair question. The problem we have right now in this whole nation is that so many people have been accustomed and put to sleep by the convenience of the modern world. The people that are in charge and speaking, whether it's on TV or the politicians, right now all of that is just big puppet shows. It really makes no difference on what's going on, and that would lead even to today's to this clown show that we watched with Kevin McCarthy trying to become the Speaker of House and the, the breakaway group with Jim Jordan. They took about 20 votes away from him. This is a complete nonsense game, and it's all part of this, this ridiculousness to keep people entertained, in my point of view. Some people are going to claim that we're seeing the true patriots under Jim Jordan. Maybe true. But that doesn't say much because there's less than, there's about 20 of them overall out of over 400 congressional members. So we have to look very seriously at, at, at what impact that's going to make. And the answer is, quite frankly, the federal government doesn't have any impact on our lives at a local level if we're and their policies are just encroaching upon our, our freedoms. So it gets back again and again to the necessity for us to get into the local politics and stay local in our emphasis and our building. That's where this fight is going to be won over and over because we the federal government is broken beyond any measure of repair. And the state politics are equally broken pretty much in every state. And that's something that the end of all this is going to have to be a major reform, and that's part of the momentum going forward. But it's not going to get us anywhere if we keep looking at and obsessing about the things at a much higher level. Understanding the big movements of the world and how that trickles down to the local politics is probably going to be one of the most important developments we have over this year. Now, in other strange actions that have happened today, and there were some strange ones, we had a couple of incidents of of events, I guess I should say, events that were uh, leading us to see accidents in the snow, which I found very interesting. One of those was a race car driver 
and his name was Ken Block. Ken Block apparently um, had an accident on a snowmobile while he was out riding, and he it was had to have an emergency response by the local uh, forest service and the sheriff department. He is as a race car driver. He ended up being alone and his snowmobile flipped over on top of him and he died. And then just obviously this is not, there should be no, there's probably no coincidence or other. It's probably just coincidence that all this happened. Actor Jeremy Renner suddenly had a accident with his snowblower or plowing snow or something. He's in critical condition. All of these actors keep like having accidents or falling over. I wonder what that's about. Kind of strange. Almost almost like, you know, their time is knee. Their time is nigh. It's here. The world is definitely not like we think it is. I think that's one of the biggest pieces we have to continually contend with. And as we start to dig into deeper and deeper into these Twitter files, what we are literally witnessing overall is just how manipulated our entire perspective of things was. The question I think we all have to ask is why were we led into Twitter? Why were we led into Twitter to be to wage this quote information war, which is where we were in, in kind of directed to hub out of? That was part of the initial thrust of Q, President Trump everything else. And it's a question we have to ask very, very seriously. Why Twitter? Some people are going to say because it had greater reach, but I also know that what was obtained from us on Twitter was some of the greatest input into an artificial intelligence development basis than we could ever imagine. AI is truly been building at a massive level. And we're going to have to be very clear on how big this is and how big it grew over the last few years thanks to us. We contributed massively to this as we became heavily involved in the information war. AIs were now exposed to a range of personalities, a range of writing, a range of capability unlike anything we'd ever seen. And its growth has been phenomenal. And on the back end, its growth has been phenomenal. The futures that were being pitched one way or another, include AI if you're listening to anybody in power. And it's something to really, really take to heart and ask serious questions about. Now, there is another piece I want you to hear. This is about two minutes and 40 seconds to kind of just give you the inner workings of the craziness of the things at a high level that all ultimately tie back to child sex trafficking. Take a listen. To this comment, no, but this probably will be. Did you guys know that Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's main accomplice and partner in crime, her father, Robert Maxwell, owned McGraw-Hill before he died? McGraw-Hill as in one of the largest educational publishers of K-12 through materials? I know y'all remember these books. Except Robert Maxwell owned it back when it was still called Macmillan and then they changed the name to just McGraw-Hill once he died. Now this gets really interesting and I'm going to connect some dots for you guys, but this video is probably going to get taken down, so before it does, save it. So it is said that Robert Maxwell was part of the Mossad and he held a lot of power in Israel. So much power that the president and the prime minister attended his funeral. If you weren't sure what the Mossad is, it is the intelligence agency in Israel, kind of like the CIA, but for Israel. And here's where it gets really interesting. So back in October, a crypto millionaire, Nikolai Mashijin, tweeted that the CIA and the Mossad are running an entrapment blackmail you-know-what ring and they're going to kill him. Pause to read. And guess what? Four hours after he tweeted that, he was found dead in the ocean, fully clothed with his phone in his pocket. 
So Nikolai Mashijin was the co-founder of MakerDAO, the world's first unbiased currency and leading decentralized stablecoin. Now this is important, so remember it for later. So let me get this straight. Robert Maxwell, whose daughter ran an elite blackmail you-know-what ring, was also an alleged agent of the Mossad, the same agency that someone tweeted about saying that they ran a blackmail you-know-what ring and was killed. And if for some reason you still think that this is some huge coincidence, I'm going to need you to put your thinking cap on. And by thinking cap, I mean your tinfoil hat, because at this point, they're basically the same thing. Nearly every one of my textbooks growing up was McGraw-Hill, and it was owned by a guy that was most likely involved in what his daughter and his agency were doing. Not to mention, he also died under mysterious circumstances. He was found dead in the ocean, and it was said that he fell off of his yacht, Lady Ghislaine. I don't know about you, but I don't think that's someone that should have any influence on the public education system at all. And when I tell you it's all connected, it's all connected. And remember how I said that Nikolai Mishijin was the co-founder of the leading decentralized stablecoin? Well, if you know anything about the Federal Reserve, you know that decentralized currency outside of their power completely goes against their plan for ultimate control over the money. And they will not hesitate to remove somebody in their way. Mysterious helicopter crash, found dead in the ocean, and died unexpectedly at 30 in his sleep, all within three weeks of each other. This ain't no coincidence, dude. Clearly something is going on, and I am so tired of people making up excuses for all these coincidences. 100%. There are no such thing as coincidences at this point in time. Take a listen to these stats, which is pretty important. It gives a deeper reflection on some of the things she just touched on. Tesla is down 70% this last year. The... Uh, Dow Industrial Average is down a total of 9.4% for the 2022. The S&P 500 is down 20%, and NASDAQ is down 34% for 2022. Those are massive drops and massive reductions in wealth across the United States. But the big one she touched on was crypto, and the fact that that dude was apparently killed because of a stablecoin issue, which was an independent encrypted Coin, crypto system outside of the Federal Reserve, they waged war this last year on cryptocurrencies in 2022 in anticipation of forcing everybody into this new CBDC. If you are in crypto, you if you still have money, you're lucky. Cryptocurrencies in, the, in 2022 were exceeding values going into 2022 of $3 trillion dollars. At the end of 2022, the total value of cryptos is down less than $1 trillion. That's a loss of $2 trillion in wealth, and that has affected a lot of people. So they are really trying to crush in on anything that's not part of their system. FTX was part of that scam, and of course, you have this ripple effect of FTX because with FTX, they just used that, hand, that sock puppet to run the thing, and Bankman freed. And so he just used that money that people were putting in to launder and put into other organizations. I would be very suspect of any celebrity that put their money in there because remember, celebrities' money is not their own. They're given enormous amounts of wealth, but it's always with strings. You, could, you got that pretty truthfully out of Kanye before he disappeared. He's been gone for about three weeks now, probably being re-engineered in one of their underground labs or something. But Kanye... When he was out there, he made the whole comments about how his everything about his accounts were frozen. Everything about his ability to pay was taken away because the thing that they don't tell you is when they build these contracts, they have a management group that runs their money. 
And so they're, they are given these amazing profiles of, you know, such and such has got an $80 million contract or such and such made $120 million for their part in a film. That money is only theirs as long as they play the game. So you had celebrities dumping in money in their name and putting things into the FTX scam, which it was. That was money that was being laundered. And as we've learned, a lot of that money went to Ukraine. And so as no surprise, as that money went there, we've now heard that Zelensky is now working with Larry Fink of BlackRock. And BlackRock has agreed to manage all the money out of the UK. What that is effectively is the same type of hand puppetry we just saw with Blackstone that gets backstopped by the University of California, BlackRock has been backstopped by the money they pilfered out of this economy and stuck through Ukraine and into the back end of BlackRock. So you're seeing a tremendous amount of wealth shifting going on, not so much wealth transfer. And they're doing this because they're trying to keep this system afloat and trying to push it out longer. The longer that they extend it, they're able to make maneuvers, position themselves better. They they basically raped the entire economy with the $1.7 trillion omnibus plan. And as they've done that, they've raked out money for themselves. The latest, and I have to confirm this, but I think I read the other day, it was $15 million per congressman for their campaigns, plus at least $2.5 million for their home personal security, which we went over last week. That's really important to appreciate because the $2.5 million for their own home personal security is something that they do at the end of a regime. They know things are falling apart. And they know that part of this falling apart that we're witnessing is the reveal of what the damage has been done by Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson with their bioweapon that they had put into people. The CDC is finding it increasingly difficult to hold on to that lie that it's good for you. The media is finding it increasingly difficult to avoid the issue of the vax. They're working overtime to try to keep that, tamp that down. And interestingly, with this event that happened with the football player is the fact that the black community still remains the most suspect of the government and they also have the lowest amount of injections. So there's a theory going around that the reason that the federal government moved on down to the hospital and set up a position next to our athlete, who's apparently still alive, who knows, but apparently is because they're, they're anticipating a blowback in riots if he dies because of the vax, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. We're getting to a, a real turning point here in the States. There are people are losing patience. They are, they're starting to wear thin on their acceptance of the lies, which are all good things. This is the magnitude of the awakening. And we knew this time would come. Any, all of us pushing forward with this. And we've seen this grow. We've known very clearly that we're going to reach a point when this thing is suddenly going to go vertical in its climb. It will grow exponentially. And if you've ever watched that happen on, say, like a, if you've ever studied like the growth of a product or the growth of an idea, something that goes viral as an example, there is a point in that rise of the curve where it is a slow, steady rising of events. And then you hit this, this one critical point. And that one critical point that you hit is when everything suddenly grows exponentially and out of control. We're rapidly approaching that point in the awakening as people are now surrounded by so much of the echo around them of truth that the walls of the matrix, so to speak, that have framed them in are starting to crumble. 
and they're starting to look more broadly. The event yesterday, again, to watch a football player stand up after getting taking a tackle and then suddenly just fall over backwards, it rocked fans. Fans that themselves probably worship their teams more than they ever imagined worshiping Jesus, but it's, it rocked them. And in so doing, it, it, one of the outcomes of this, which was very surprising and very positive, is that what we didn't see on film but has been reported in many sources since, not only did the whole team take a knee except for that one guy in the 33 shirt, but the audience went to, the, the stadium went to a prayer, and people in the parking lots took a knee and went to prayer. One event, which is very unusual for to see that sort of magnitude, but it's also showing you kind of the state and the climate of this great awakening that we're dealing with. We are literally entering, entering into a new phase of our time. And it's, it's a time when you the hand puppets and the idols are starting to be revealed. Their influence is starting to crumble. And that leads us to other challenges ahead, which is going to really put us into somewhat of a no man's land. One of those things is that past performance is not going to be able to predict future outcomes. This has been kind of the wall street model of life which is as they look back on past trends, they're able to project where things are going to go and make wise investments. Even senior analysts on Wall Street are saying they are into no man's land now. That we're into some places we've never gone, that they're even questioning whether past performance has anything to do with anything. And the reason they can do this, though they're not outrightly saying this, is we've been living a lie. Everything about the system is engineered. Everything about the system has been manipulated. And now it's going to be the big question is to really see what decisions people make going forward. In that split going forward, it is going to be significant. And there will be tremendous amount of challenges that we will have to confront in terms of what we as people want and are willing to accept. None of this is going to be easy. And the, the lures and the expectations of what is ahead of us are going to be massive. The transhumanist agenda, which is still very much in the forefront of what Elon Musk is pushing, is going to continue to be a forefront of an opportunity. Breaking things down to such a degree that people lose hope is going to be very significant in helping them transition a good chunk of humanity into the transhumanist model. Obviously, that other path that you can choose is the one to stay organic. I choose organic things. I like the way God made me. I don't need anybody else modifying me. But they're going to really create this idea that there's going to be a super race come out of this. They're already pitching it. They pitched it with in an interview with Anderson Cooper, in fact, which was, you know, there is a super race coming that, that is going to be so different from where we are that we're literally not even going to be able to recognize the people that are coming out of this. I'll let you listen to this right now. Maybe on the brink of creating not just a new enhanced species of human, but an entirely new kind of being. We are one of the last generations of Homo sapiens. Within a century or two, Earth will be dominated by entities that are more different from us than we are different from chimpanzees. What the hell does that mean? That freaked me out. Yep, Anderson Cooper should freak you out because that's their agenda right there, right before you. So this is where they're pushing, and again, it's it really comes down to the choices that we make and the reliance that we put on God and our trust in Him. We don't have to take those paths. 
And the amazing part about it is the that the sell that they're trying to do is to try to give us this idea that somehow you're going to be enhanced and better by going their route. And this is the only way that humanity can survive. Obviously a lie. Obviously the, the, the origins of that is the father of lies. But the whole component of that is on the other side, if you're paying attention to your own life, certain things are happening that are very amazing. Everybody that has stepped away from this vax have not walked away and not walked into the trap of compliance and being a, a, a willing sheep in their game. You are rightly discovering your ability to look at things more clearly, see through the lies, have the ability to process cognitively at a higher level, being able to understand things intuitively like you've never seen before. This is all happening as we step away from the influence of this grid of control and we ourselves are becoming more rooted in who we truly are, God's children, the, the men and women of Father God. That's us. So that continued path, as difficult as it, go, it may be at times and it will be challenging in moments, it's that a willingness to stand true with God and to endure the storm because as we do and we watch that ship of theirs sail away, the separation of society becomes increasingly real. What would change that? What will bring everybody back together? We know that there's biblical events that can make that happen, but not knowing the time or place of any of those, our role remains the same. Wake up as many people as possible. Work local in your local community. Make sure that everything emanates from your house as a solid anchor into your community. And as things, as events happen and events shake the world, we are going to be very well positioned to influence the awakening of people so that they can truly see what they were part of and to separate from it if they so choose. As always, you can lead a horse to water. You can't force one to drink. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we're blessed in this time we come together with all that's before us and the challenges that we have. This is going to be a time of real true test of our faith as we walk into an unknown horizon. Economies collapsing, prices increasing, availability of things we've, we've become so accustomed to shrinking back. And yet, in all of this, there's something really amazing happening. And what's happening here, Father, is this idea that each one of us is going through a form of refinement. And so we just pray that people can see this and appreciate the gift that you're giving us all, the ability to walk more powerfully in this world, the ability to separate ourselves from the dependence or want of things, the ability to truly accept that to walk with Jesus, we have to give ourselves fully to him and in a sense, sacrifice the person we were in this other world into the love and walk with him. So, Father, we just ask that you'll continue to pour down that wisdom. Bless us all in this walk for those that are not yet seeing clearly to open their eyes to the brilliance and the gifts that are set before them and what this amazing path is. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Truly, in this time, and it's important to really keep that in framing, is that the dependency on material things, the dependency or obsession with a life that has a separate meaning than the true walking within the body of Christ, you should be feeling it pull away from you, those influences. Honor these things. Don't just pass them off as, as, as trivial. There is a, as you hear them talking about a new species evolving that's as different 
from humanity as is the as is the the chimpanzee. I got news for you. We're if they're going to classify us as chimpanzees because we aren't wired into the AI, I'm going to snicker because that's actually an inversion. The only ones that are going to get dumber and become more regressed are those that wire into this artificial intelligence. Those that are going to excel and to rise into the great men and women of God are going to be those that walk in faith. That's happening before us right now. Stay the course. No matter what challenges you have before you, there's always that one solution to all things, no matter how heavy the world gets in your day. And that is prayer. So Patriots, make sure as well in your day that you're getting sleep, you're getting exercise, you're eating well, you're keeping your health and immune system strong, all of those things. Staying aware of what's going on in the world, but stay focused in your local account economies and counties and make sure that you're engaged in the self-reliance model of this breakaway world that we're making. We need the skills of everybody. This isn't just the skills of one. And even though we're not immediately connected on a daily basis to one another, the things that we develop, the things that we relearn, the things that we innovate for this time are going to become increasingly important as this separation occurs. We need one another. And we need the uniqueness and the skills and innovation and the gifts and the talents that God gives each one of us to make an unbelievable army and an impenetrable wall. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. Remember that. And we are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, 
This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 